Well, good morning, and thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday morning. A snowy start to the day for a whole bunch of the province. And if you're not getting snow yet, good chance you will be at some point. And for some areas, Saskatoon included, all this snow is doing is masking that ice that is treacherous, lurking beneath the snow, waiting for you to feel confident in your steps on the sidewalk this morning. And all of a sudden you slip and the apple out of your lunch kit goes rolling down the street. It's it's a slippery one for sure. And Oiler fans this morning, are sad, moping around the office. The streak is over. The Oilers lost to Vegas last night 3-1, which means 16 wins is as far as they get uh, one shy of that record 17 that they were shooting for. we got a busy show today. We're going to be opening up the lines just after 9 o'clock and give you a chance to talk about the big stories that are on your mind. Teachers, we start off today talking about teachers in a second, and of course, that's something that, given the fact that rotating strikes are happening today in the province. It's something that is on the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Five school divisions for sure. Another four senior SAS party politicians are calling it quit quits, which is really interesting. Curious to know your thoughts on open lines. Is this people seeing that the writing's on the wall or is this just people that have spent decades doing politics and are ready for a break? because they're four fairly senior politicians. We'll talk a little bit about that. Is Canada providing too much support for Ukraine? 25% of Canadians recently polled say that we are. We'll talk about that as well on Open Lines. Oh, and today we're chatting vinyl, the resurgence of records being basically the choice for music lovers. They've gone from passe and garage sale bins to $50 a shot and something that people are scrambling to put in their collection. We've got a couple of experts coming in. We'll talk about that. And 11 o'clock on Wednesday, you can always be counting on the fact that it is your opportunity to show us your smart Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener Happens every Wednesday at 11 o'clock. Time now for The Big Talker. Let's get down to business, shall we? Welcome. Let's begin. The Evan Bray Show. The Big Talker. Well, we've been talking about the teachers a whole lot over the last little while. Strike day four today. So it's day two of the rotating strikes that are happening. And, of course, today's strike is happening in a variety of, of different school divisions. Creighton. Northern Lights, Prairie Spirit, and then in Saskatoon, both the Catholic and public schools uh, will be off today. So parents are finding alternate options for their children, especially young kids. And then tomorrow, we know, province-wide, there will be no lunch hour supervision. This is the one. This is the move that seems to have gotten people talking. Up till now, I feel like we were fairly passive in terms of what that strike action was doing. And we talked about this on the show last week. Once you get into teachers withdrawing services on extracurricular, on lunch hour supervision, that's when we start to see a real impact. So our our focus today was to get a parent on the show to talk about it. And so I thought, who better than our provincial news director, Sarah Mills, who is sitting in studio with me right now, who who is a parent of uh, two young children who are affected, of course, by this lunch hour supervision. Sarah, thanks for, for popping thanks. in. I, I want to stay for the whole show because I want to talk SAS party as well. <laughs> what about <laughs> records? Opinions. What about records? 
That's more my husband's thing. Oh, okay, okay. I'm a movie person more than music. So, Sarah, I'm I'm not really asking you these questions today in terms of your provincial news director responsibility. This is really a parenting discussion. You've got two children in elementary school. Let's just start with your thoughts. <laughs> on, <laughs> let's start with your thoughts on the lunch hour supervision uh, decision that was made for tomorrow in the province. You know, the the STF is in a position to to pull whatever sanction it wants, and so. The, I think the issue that, uh, as you rightly say, and I would agree both from conversations I've had with other parents, conversations that I'm seeing on social media, we have definitely moved from passive, you fall on one side or the other, right. or you're just not paying attention to kind of irate mm-hmm. as many people are. And I think it's because it's how this has been handled. Um, for example, there is no uniformity across the, the province. You have, to me, if you're pulling lunchtime supervision, some way as a parent with grandparent help, however inconvenient, having to take a holiday for, for a day, whatever it is, I always viewed that as my kids wouldn't be in school for 45 minutes, that I either had to drive, you know, thankfully with an understanding boss and mm-hmm. not all have mm-hmm. and not all are in a position to. You're a nurse or a, a, a hospital worker, you, you're a clinic worker, you can't leave work. Right. Um, I didn't expect that my children's education wouldn't happen for three and a half hours tomorrow for a 45 minute lunch break. So you're in, you're talking about in my Regina. Spe- in Regina, right? my kids specific school. Um, the buses will pick them up at 1.46. My daughter is old enough to come home by herself on the bus. My son isn't. So he goes to after-school care, which I pay $320 a month for, on right. top of the $70 per child I pay for lunchtime supervision. I ain't getting my money back, and I haven't received after-school care now on three occasions of the four um, events, for, for, or five events, I guess, that have happened with the, the STF mm-hmm. now. No one's giving my money back. The school divisions... Um, my school division that my children in Regina attend, no one from the administration of the school to the school division has reached out to any parent, any volunteer, gather, you knew this was coming, you knew lunchtime supervision was a possibility that you wouldn't have, and this has really been a threat looming over the, the school divisions and the school system, parents, children, everything since September. You knew this was coming, what what plans, school divisions, did you make? Mm-hmm. How is my child able to have a lunch hour or some sort of recess and be supervised, then leave at 1.46? Why 1.46, which is a really strange, very specific time? How come some div- school divisions can just pull and then school continues? Some are at 12 o'clock. Um, I, 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 as a parent... As a journalist, I'm very annoyed that trustees, school divisions, the school board association are shut them. No one said anything. We make requests repeatedly. Mm-hmm. I would like to know what provisions you provided by me, the taxpayer, are all paid for 
What provisions are you making for this kind of thing and why these decisions? So you're bringing up a few different interesting nuances. Sarah Mills is my guest, provincial news director of this radio station, but but also a concerned parent. <laughs> as you can see, I can talk to you about a lot of things and you don't get it quite as worked up as, as what you on are the, here. Yeah, there's, a, there's an on-air Sarah and yeah. then there's a Sarah in the newsroom That's who right. rants and so, I can't do that on the air. So let's let's first talk about the fact that, you know, what, what I think this lunchroom supervision discussion is really highlighting for us is the differences between school divisions because there is really no uniformity in the province about how this is being handled. In fact, I got a message this morning and I am not revealing my source, but I did get a message this morning. There was one uh, school division that basically sent a message out to teachers saying, if you're scheduled to supervise on Thursday, February 8th, you've got to fulfill your noon supervision duties or you will be in breach of your link agreement, right? Because they all have individual link agreements. What this has done is highlight sort of almost airing on the government side because what we've heard all this time is we cannot discuss this at the bargaining table. The bargaining table is for teacher wages, other issues, pensions, benefits, the like. The government has stuck to the issue that classroom complexity and size and the issues education is facing. And and let's be honest, there are issues in some classrooms, some school divisions, not all. Mm-hmm. And, and there is an argument, a very valid argument to be made that the government isn't funding K-12 education enough, given the current state of population size of, of students in the classroom, that sort of thing. But what this lunchtime supervision, which maybe the STF didn't intend, is that it's highlighted the very argument government is making. We have heard on our text line from listeners how in some rural schools that they have great student-teacher ratios, that they're not facing the issues that say very particularly a Regina, Saskatoon, those four largest school divisions are facing because of the population increase we have seen of new Canadians whose children require more supports on language. Mm -hmm. Um, Teachers drove the need for inclusivity in our classrooms, so those children need extra supports. And it almost has allowed this to to show that with every school division treating issues differently from lunchtime supervision and how it is administered to how extracurriculars are done to the needs in each particular school, it's shown that the government's kind of right, that they're, they're unlike healthcare, probably should never be one giant education authority because there are such unique needs. A, right. a Priestville school, which is, and I'm here in Saskatchewan because of teachers. My uncle and auntie answered an ad in 1966 during the teacher shortage and moved here and, and, and my cousins were born here and that was my Saskatchewan connection. So, you know, that connection to teachers for me is strong, but an, an issue that Priestville is facing is very different to something that a Moose Jaw High School is facing to a Saskatoon Elementary right. School is facing. Just, just one thing I want to, I want to challenge you a little bit on. I'm not convinced, I, you know, and, and you can go back and we can look at the, the move that, that, that happened to inclusivity in the classrooms. I'm not convinced it was all teachers. No, and that's unfair no. of me. Yeah, I, I, I recognize that, but there has been what I would say is within the education of education almost, whether it be at the university level, um, those who analyze how education is delivered. um, I I think there was a movement, perhaps not specifically a teacher, but there has been a movement 
um, right. where perhaps in the 60s and 70s there was an institutionalization. Now we see, no, there is benefit from that inclusivity. Right. Sarah Mills, my guest, although I probably don't need to introduce you, I think your voice is quite recognized, <laughs> but people know who I'm talking to this Might morning. Might be nails on a chalkboard Sarah Mills, some. Provincial News Director. So here, here's the question, and maybe it's a rhetorical question, but when when job action happens, it happens to exert pressure. And in the in the education and teachers realm, it exerts pressure by causing uncomfortable situations, essentially, yeah. is what it does, right? I mean, a teacher strike, whether it's a full day walkout and they're not teaching at all, or if it's a withdrawal of services like we're seeing on the, on the lunch hour supervision, it's causing inconvenience that ruffles feathers, doesn't necessarily change support. But this is where I'm going with my question is, does this latest move... Because we were seeing, in fact, there was recently an Incitrix poll that showed support for teachers is quite high, even amongst those. In fact, it's very high, even amongst those that said they were disadvantaged by having teachers on full day strikes. Going to this move of lunch hour supervision, and I'm assuming this isn't the last time we see this, whether it's withdrawal of other, you know, volunteer extracurricular, whatever the case may be. Is this going to chip away at the support teachers are getting from parents? I think possibly. Um, I, number one, I, what we hear, you always hear from the STF, but that doesn't mean that every individual teacher supports what their union is doing. I, I've talked to some who vehemently agree, right. and I've met a couple who say this is really frustrating. I can't, I make a lesson plan for the week, um, and then it's, it's Tuesday, upended. I don't work, yeah, and I have to. However, this still comes down to what goes on at the bargaining table. And you can have, you can have 75% say classroom complexity and education funding needs to be discussed and addressed mm -hmm. in the wider society. But that still doesn't necessarily mean you have support at the bargaining table. There'll be lots of people out there today going, just get back to the table and talk. It's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, Sarah. We're we've run out of time. I, I'm sure we could have kept talking. We didn't even get into the uh, the recent resignation or retirements of four politicians, but mm -hmm. that's going to come up. We're well, going to open up the lines after nine o'clock. So uh, yeah, I'd be interesting to hear what listeners have to say. Thank you very much, Sarah, for stopping in and joining me. The conversation continues with you next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.